The smartest, most handsome on-air personalities. Price of liberty is, is ugly. It's not, it's not very pretty. You're not very pretty. We don't talk about religion, 
So uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So, so yeah, the chosen days. ones. I know this. One, I think yeah. the Christians think that you killed their savior. They were always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market, it's all going belly up. <laughs> and smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where are you? you sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm from Iowa. Hey, you better watch your mouth now. Talk about Iowa like that. I'll slap the dog shit out That's the Joe Show, Thursday, 6 to 9, on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com. Statute of limitations is up, buddy. <sighs> Only dummies. Statute of limitations is Take up. Take the easy route and call me That's a, a conspiracy. Quote, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> but if you do your research, it is quite possible. Nigga, that's fact, fact. Hey, yo, what happened to that boy, Ed? Ed. Ed is dead. Dead. Yeah. Get out of here. Dead. I just seen Ed yesterday. No, you seen Ed the other day. Get the fuck out of here. Ed is dead. Who must Ed? I don't know, dog. He just, that is dead. He just died. Oh, man. He got caught with a knife in his head. It's a shame. That is dead. I wanted to kill Ed. Did you really? I wanted to do it. Ah. Somebody beat you to it. Really, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's my mantra. That's your mantra. Yeah. Ed is dead. That's freestyle. Hey, yo, I go back to Tenement Square. And a nigga like me got minimum care. All these cats with powers queer. I come to hate an Ashbury with a flower in my hair. And I love a hippie. Now they send them motherfuckers from .gov to get me. And the average cat can't explain this. But I'm calling your baby like Sammy Davis. And your argument is weak. You get mad like Archie Bunker when I kiss you on the cheek. And your cats get served. Listen, you swap and spit like Henry Kissinger and Merv Griffin. And I'm in the cellar, huh? It's evident your president is a pedophile, I'm telling you. You have no choice, you have no voice, but you think you as free as a jaybird. You don't know what nakedness is. That's why you ain't taking this quiz. I'm a motherfucking revolutionary. You should listen to every word I say is necessary. Ed is dead. It took a blood object to the motherfucking head. Ed is dead. Now listen what I said. Compare me to your favorite rapper. And you might as well jump off of a building and go splatter. Cause I'm not that. See, I'm your modern day Bob Dylan. I got that shit right in perspective. I'm telling you they devils, all the people that you elected. I'm actually begging you to listen. Cause they won't hesitate to put you in a prison. Just for speaking your mind. Now is that the America that you grew up in? I think that is a crime. But you think otherwise now, let me tell you something. They murdered MLK. They killed Malcolm X and JFK. I can't say enough. They molded your mind like some motherfucking clay. Now is that the American way? Fuck no.
Hey, this is Jack Blood, your radio gun from DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. Good evening, Allow me first to apologize for the emergency challenge. I do, like many of you, appreciate the comforts of the everyday routine, the security of the familiar, the tranquility, repetition. Bloody hell. I enjoy them as much as any bloke. But in the spirit of commemoration, whereby those important events of the past, usually associated with someone's death or the end of some awful bloody struggle, are celebrated with a nice holiday. I thought we could mark this November the 5th, a day that is sadly no longer remembered, by taking some time out of our daily lives to sit down and have a little chat. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. We think just I suspect even now orders are being shouted into telephones and men with guns will just be on their way. It's chances that... Damn it! Why? Because while the truncheon may be used in lieu of conversation, words will always retain their power. Words are for the means to meaning, and for those who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country, isn't there? You designed it, sir. You wanted it foolproof. You taught me every television in London. Cruelty and injustice, intolerance and oppression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and submitting your submission. We need cameras. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others. They will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you, and in your panic you turned to the now High Chancellor Adam Sutler. He promised you order, he promised you peace, and all he demanded in return was your silent, obedient consent. Inspector, you're on my throat. Last night I sought to end that silence. Last night I destroyed the old Bailey to remind this country of what it has forgotten. More than 400 years ago, a great citizen wished to embed the 5th of November forever in our memory. His hope was to remind the world that fairness, justice, and freedom are more than words. They are perspectives. So if you've seen nothing, if the crimes of this government remain unknown to you, then I would suggest that you allow the 5th of November to pass unmarked. But if you see what I see, if you feel as I feel, and if you would seek as I seek, then I ask you to stand beside me one year from tonight, outside the gates of Parliament, and together we shall give them a 5th of November that shall never, ever be forgotten. Ha, ha, ha. That must mean it is Tuesday. Yes, it is Tuesday. Another Tuesday. November 10th. It just keeps going. You're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. I got a lot of things to cover. I know you guys get tired of that, I'm sure. Many, many things to cover tonight. We might actually get a visit from the BBC herself. 
Uh, I guess she's getting a little bit of the radio blood, uh, bug back into her. So she might come join us. Many a topics to cover. Uh, we're going to talk police. We're going to talk weed. We're going to talk vaccination. We're going to talk pharmaceuticals. We're going to talk Russia, Syria, the whole gamut of it all. We'll get to it all. We'll try to cover it all. I will have the phones open later on. I haven't switched over yet, so don't try calling yet because you won't get me. You know, it's been a good week. Uh, I, I can't complain about the week at all. You know, work, it's a job. Happy to have a job. I enjoy having a job. Most people out there should want a job. It's a sin if you don't because uh, you need a job to make sure you survive. Unfortunately, in this, this world we live in, many of uh, interesting things have happened. Some quiet things, some unusual things. All of it can uh, kind of add up to make you wonder what the hell's really going on. And that's some of the things that we talk about. You know, I, I played that V for Vendetta because last week I wasn't paying attention and I didn't realize that the 5th of November was after my show last week. But that speech is important, that, that what he says there. And we got to, I got some other things I'm going to play later tonight that can kind of uh, tie that tie into to what we're talking about in that movie. You know, on the 5th of November, I took my 7-year-old son, and we sat down and we watched V. And we had to try to explain to him what was going on. And he got it to a degree. I mean, obviously, he's my kid. It's not like it's never the first time we've discussed those kind of uh, topic matter. I mean, I've been talking to him about this stuff since uh, since he was about three or four. You know, we were sitting at the airport once. I told this story before. And we discussed what the guys in blue were and if he needed to listen to them, if they were of authority to him. I got to... Uh, oil my microphone boom here a little bit it's kind of kind of making some noises so that's you know you have to you have to teach them the right way but you have to educate them young in my opinion and that's what what we try to do we never tell our son to disrespect authority we just tell him to be careful when he speaks to authority and it was interesting watching and and the questions i got as he was watching v uh, were, were rather interesting, and, and at a go back to being a young child, go back to when you were a young child and how innocent you are, and all you want to know is who the bad guy is and who the good guy is. It's kind of hard to explain who the bad guy is when the bad guy is the people that are supposed to be the good guy. You know that that confuses. It makes it difficult for them to understand it. And I see it in him. I see it when he's watching, when he's asking the questions, when he's getting the explanation. You know, we sit, Lexi and I will sit around and watch videos of, of, of you know, the, the police videos that are posted or different things along those lines. And sometimes he'll walk in while we're watching it. And we try to pause it as soon as we notice he's there. But you have to explain it. And sometimes the good guys aren't the good guys. Sometimes the good guys are the bad guys. You'd expect him to be the good guy. So, I mean, that's just part of what happened this week. You know, I've been fighting. You know, if you recall, a couple weeks ago, I had a really bad cold, and that cold never left my sinus. It was just like a migraine that just wouldn't go away. It just kept coming and going. I think I talked about it last week. Finally went away. I feel great. My body is getting back to where it belongs. And I didn't take any pharmaceuticals. I suffered for a little bit, but I didn't take any pharmaceuticals. I was able to... To work my way through the pain I was feeling and the and the issue I was having, 
and still living and not take any pharmaceuticals. Amazing. Isn't that just amazing that we can, you know, heal ourselves or if you're willing to to fight and and deal with it that you can be okay? You can get through it without suffering or, or without medication. I, I'm just completely against pharmaceuticals. I, I, I remember a few years ago, I guess it was, God, it has to be four years ago now, I was having, you know, chest pain, hard hard time breathing, racing heart, and all the signs of a heart attack. Went to the hospital. Of course, they wanted to start injecting me immediately. I said, no, I'm not taking any drugs. Let's figure out what's going on here. Although I did take, I guess I did take a drug because oxygen is considered a drug. And uh, they gave me a room. They kept me for three days and did a lot of tests. Kept trying to give me uh, anti-statin drugs or statin drugs, whatever the hell they're called. I don't even know these drugs because I won't use them. And I kept saying, no, what's wrong with me? Why Why am I going to take that pill? Well, we don't know yet. They take the pill. No, I'm not taking the pill until you can tell me why. When you can tell me why, with a good reason, explaining exactly what that's going to do and what it's going to do negative, then maybe I'll consider taking that pill. And this went on for two and a half days. Finally, on the on the, the, the third day, they were trying to keep me another day to, to charge me more money. I mean, this was, I think it came to 20 or 30 grand as it was. So after I get released from the hospital, they tell me I got to call the uh, cardiologist and, and get the test results. And, you know, they'll, they'll be able to explain more then and you know, just get with them. The guy wouldn't even talk to me because I didn't have health insurance. The guy wouldn't talk to me because I refused to take pharmaceuticals. Wouldn't even book an appointment. So I, I guess I guess everything worked out okay because I'm still alive today. I haven't had another incident like that. I changed some things in my life at that point in time. And I'm actually the healthiest I think I've ever been. So don't let these guys... I guess the point of the story, the moral of the story is don't let these guys force you to take something that you don't think is good for you because more than likely it is going to hurt you it is going to do bad to you and if you feel you need it if you feel that's the only solution which there are things that we we need to just use pharmaceutical for there are a few minor things if you're willing to get stuck in that circle which is you'll get stuck in that circle then then that's the decision you have to make personal i never tell anybody what to do i tell you my opinion and I hope you make the right choice for yourself. Because that's all I can do. And I can share information with you. I can make sure that you understand what you're doing to yourself. I can, I can share studies and reports. Like this one. 46,471 drug overdoses killed more Americans than car crashes or guns. Now... Let's make sure we understand drug overdoses, right? Drug overdoses deaths are the le- drug overdose deaths are the leading cause of injury death in the United States, ahead of motor vehicle deaths and firearms. The Drug Enforcement Agency announced on Wednesday. Now, keep this in mind as we move forward throughout this whole thing. Keep in mind who is saying the drug overdose is the leading cause, because we're going to get in a little bit further into this soon. In 2013, the most recent year for which data is available, 46,471 people 
in the United States died from drug overdoses, and more than half of those deaths, more than half, say it slower, more than half of those deaths were caused by prescription painkillers and heroin. Okay. Heroin comes from the poppy. Prescription painkillers come from the poppy. No connection. Remember, correlation is not causation. That compared with the 35,369 who died in motor vehicle crashes and 33,636 who died from firearms, as tallied by the Federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I wonder if that 3,636 who died from firearms includes people killed by law enforcement. I'd like to know that answer. I'm sure it probably does. Although the FBI doesn't really gather statistics on people killed by police. That's why separate organizations like Killed by Police form these information sites for you to get that, that statistic from. Sadly, this report confirms what we've known for some time. Drug abuse is ending too many lives while destroying families and communities. Acting DEA Administrator Administrator Chuck Rosenberg said as he released the 2015 National Drug Threat Assessment, <laughs> the Drug Threat Assessment, we must stop drug abuse before it begins by teaching young people at an even earlier age about its many dangers and horrors. Rosenberg spoke one day after Ohio voters rejected a ballot proposal that would have legalized both recreation and recreational and medical marijuana use. But 23 other states and Washington, D.C. allow the use of marijuana for medical and or recreational. Well, that number's off. I think it's 23 for medical and then three. Are we at three now? Four. For uh, medical or for recreational. I think we're at three. Oregon, Washington, Colorado. Am I missing one? I think it was Oregon that just did that. I'm not sure. I, I guess I should look that up, but I can't look it up right now because I'm reading an article. Uh, sadly, blah, blah, blah. We must stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosenberg spoke one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. The DEA ranked controlled prescription drugs and heroin, heroin as the most significant drug threats to the United States. It also views marijuana concentrates with potency levels far exceeding those of leaf marijuana as an issue of growing concern. Meanwhile, the issues of drug abuse is making its way into the presidential campaign as some of the candidates talk about their personal experience with addiction and even death. My husband, Frank, and I buried a child to drug addiction. Carly, Carly Forino, whatever her name is. See, I don't even follow this election BS. You know, tonight, Alaska. Thank you, Outclass. Uh, you know, tonight we have a debate coming up. Are you going to be making sure you, you file in to watch the idiots argue? Don't worry, it'll be Jeb. They're working on it. Jeb Bush's daughter was arrested on drug-related charges in 2002, and she has spent time in rehab. He has discussed this at some of his campaign stops. And a video of Chris Christie talking about the good friend who became addicted to painkillers and died has now, gone, has, has now gone viral. But yet he wants to stop weed, but he's okay with painkillers because, you know, doctors give them to you. It just makes me laugh as you read through these things and you, and you see. So that was, remember, we were talking about the DEA uh, agent dude there, the main 
agent DEA guy. When you when you hear these people talk about one thing, and they're talking about how bad you know how prescription drugs and pain and heroin are the biggest killers of people in this country, you know that's that's something that, that we have to think about. I'm trying to get my thoughts together because there's, there's so many different things going on in my head right now. So many different things that I want to really touch on. I want to make sure I address each one very specifically. So DEA chief, medical marijuana is a joke. Now, again, we're, we're attaching this back to the last conversation we were having about the, the DEA chief, Chuck Rosenberg, and how he pointed out that heroin and prescription drugs are the biggest problem. And that, of course, the, the, the concentrate, marijuana concentrates are dangerous, too. You might, you know, eat too many cookies. You might, you know, yeah. Maybe if you, you know, smoked an entire thing of concentrate. I mean, the worst that's ever happened to me from smoking concentrate, doing dabs, is a little bit of vomiting. And not being able to get off the floor for a couple of hours. I mean, let's be honest. And there was alcohol mixed with that. I think the alcohol had a big factor. Those of you who might partake understand that if you get really, really drunk and then you smoke some good pot or a lot of pot, you may get sick. You may get nauseous. You may throw up for a while. But you'll wake up the next morning okay. Maybe a little hungover. Chuck Rosenberg, chief of the Drug Enforcement Administration, said that smoking marijuana should not be considered medical treatment on Wednesday, calling the notion a joke. What really bothers me is the notion that marijuana is also medicine, because it's not, Rosenberg said in a brief report, or a briefing to reporters, according to CBS. We can have an intellectual, honest debate about whether we should legalize something that is bad and dangerous, but don't call it medicine. That is a joke. Now, I'd like to see this guy's medical degree, his science background, his research background, that he has the authority and the intellect to be able to tell you that it's not medicine. Currently, 23 states and the District of Columbia have laws legalizing marijuana in some form. Four states, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, and Alaska, have opted to legalize the drug for recreation and medical use. An additional 17 states have approved legislation regarding CBD-only marijuana, a chemical compound found in the plant that has a wide range of medical benefits. Keep in mind, that's part of the plant, and it has a wide range of medical benefits, and there's a douchebag who, you know, how much money will he lose if the entire country, I mean money towards his organization, if the entire country decides to legalize marijuana. How much money does he and his department look at losing? Rosenberg said that people should not conflate recreational marijuana legalization with medical marijuana. There are pieces of marijuana, extracts, or constituents, or component parts that have great promise, he said. But if you talk about smoking a leaf of marijuana, which is what people are talking about when they talk about medical marijuana, it has never been shown to be safe or effective as a medicine. But I'll tell you what, if if the pharmaceutical companies develop a way to extract those good things, which unfortunately they can't figure out, well, fortunately, 
how to extract those really good things because I can't scientifically figure out how it's helping. Then I'd be okay with him. As long as pharmaceutical companies were getting the money. It can't be some dude growing a plant at his house to take care of his own problems. No, that's not that's not acceptable. The DEA did not respond to request for com- comment from CNBC. The National Cancer Institute has not the National Cancer Institute has not conducted its own research on marijuana effect on cancer symptoms and noted that there has not been substantial evidence to inhaling or ingesting cannabis to treat cancer side effects. So there's a lot of people claiming that this is me commentating again. There are a lot of people claiming that marijuana can kill cancers. Different forms of ingestion. Sometimes it's even direct contact. But they haven't conducted any studies. Why why would we look at something that you know a lot of people are claiming is curing, curing cancer? Why would we look at that? Because there's no money in curing cancer. They don't want to. They just don't want to cure it because everybody will lose a lot of money. So I found that... Really? No, you're not in here. I found that very uh, disturbing, to say the least. To say the least. You know, I'm going to stay with this topic for a moment. I don't want to keep pushing on it. I, I, I'll blow this one real fast. Uh, Mexican, Mexican Supreme Court rules that citizens can grow and distribute marijuana. Keep that in mind. Maybe look up that article. Makes it uh, a lot more easier for the cartels there now to get that illegal in here, in this country, marijuana to the states. Because they won't get arrested or in trouble in their own country. Hmm. <laughs> As we've got other states surrounding Colorado suing Colorado because they have recreational weed. It's inflating into their getting into their state. Oh, no. And one last study on marijuana before the first break of the evening. This study suggests that marijuana may have very real safety concerns. The reason why I want to bring this up, I'm not going to read the whole article. With the legalization going on, there's been a lot of people trying to study and, and really put a stop to it, especially the recreational. As it's moving forward, and we're seeing it becoming legal... Within two years, you can't really come up with good studies. And, and keep in mind, there's, there's other states that have had it legal for medical purpose for a lot longer than this two-year that we're looking at uh, for the recreational. So as they go through this, they're trying really hard to, um, to put weed down, saying that it's the cause. Is it the major safety issue? Is this something that we should not allow? So as you get into the study and and where they're talking about the study, and I'll pick it up here. One such study emerged last week from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission, and it did not help the cause of optimists who want to see marijuana legalized nationwide. As part of a marijuana recreational pass in Washington State in in the November 2012 elections, the WSTSC was commissioned to find out what, if any, effect marijuana had on traffic safety within the state. According to the recent released findings, over the last five years, a number of drivers, surviving and deceased, who had tetrahydrocannabinoid in their, that's THC for those of you who don't know, 
in their system following a fatal accident increased by 44%. All right, in five years in general, the acceptance of marijuana, whether legal or not, has gone up and more people are using it illegally. So that's a a true statistic. I guess more people are using it. The study itself focused on THC and carboxy, a residue of marijuana that can be detected days. Oh, that's the other thing I want to say. THC is in your system for 30, at least 30 days. You know, unless you're a cleanse person, you might be able to get it out a little quicker. Days after individuals have used marijuana. The WSTSC found that roughly 60% of fatal accidents, accidental drivers, including surviving and deceased drivers, had alcohol, marijuana, or other drugs in their system. Most of these individuals tested positive for multiple sub- substances, with only 8% testing positive for just marijuana and 34% testing positive just for alcohol. So out of the 60% of fatal people who tested for one of these three substances, 8% tested for marijuana and 34 for alcohol. As the WSTSC report notes, among the 75 drivers in 2014 that tested positive for THC, around half, 38, or 38, were considered to be above the legal limit of THC in the body. Five nanograms. Well, first of all, I didn't know we had a legal limit of THC allowed in our body. Just something to think about. However, it is also worth noting that no controls in the study could definitely determine if marijuana led to the 44% increase in detection of THC among drivers involved in fatal collisions, primarily because multiple substances were found in the body of tested drivers. Additionally, alcohol has long been known to cause impairment while driving, yet it yet isn't an illegal substance wait <coughs> excuse me yet isn't an illegal substance isn't illegal okay yeah so to try and differentiate between alcohol and marijuana in any way as it relates to driving impairment and fatalities may be a bit premature at the moment so they're admitting that they can't really make a causation Nonetheless, researchers suggest additional data be compiled to get more accurate profiles of how marijuana and other drug alcohol could affect traffic safety. First of all, how long have we been studying alcohol and traffic safety? Just begin there. If we're seeing an increase, how many of these people, which I don't know if they, it doesn't sound like they tested, were on pharmaceuticals. So maybe they had a .7 with alcohol in their system, but they were taking Zannies. And that combination is what caused the problem, not the alcohol. It's always a feasible possibility, isn't it? Ultimately, this last latest study of marijuana safety isn't going to stop marijuana in its tracks. But it's yet another case of causation without definition of correlation that will almost certainly add to the skepticism and uncertainty surrounding marijuana's long-term safety profile. Now, we're going to get into vaccines later on tonight when Lexi joins us. I want you to think about this, though, because this is an argument that I think is a good argument. Where where to go? Oh, but it's yet another case of causation without definition, definite correlation that will almost certainly add to the skepticism and uncertainty surrounding medical or marijuana's long-term safety. We have causations that correlate to vaccination. But there's no skepticism about vaccination, the long-term use of vaccinations, the 
let's not shoot six, seven, eight, nine shots into our children one time. And I don't want to get off on vaccine tangent right now because I am going to do that later. But I wanted to point out that we're all worried about this green plant that's never killed anybody. But yet the, the, the correlation to the causation of vaccines is there. When you have the highest, the state with the highest vaccine rate, that also has the, the highest mortality rate. I think there's a correlation to show the causation there. But they want to try to show a correlation to causation of more traffic accidents with weed that hasn't killed anybody directly, ever. It's another hit piece to try to hamper the release of this drug to make it where people can use it to save their own lives. It just needs to be done at this point in time. I, I think we're really hurting society by really pushing the painful, harmful drugs onto our children, on onto society in general. Why can't we use something that, that, that may not hurt, may not harm? It might be a hell of a lot safer. All right, guys, you'll listen to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. Don't forget, you can also find the uh, shows on Stitcher and iTunes well after. I want to thank... Uh, uh, I'll pull up the name. I got a couple donations this week. I appreciate that. There always is a donation bar there. We're going to do another T-shirt drive soon. And you know what? I'll be back with you guys here in a couple minutes. Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? John Rand. Four Toad and Lexi. Do I mention Four Toad? Sure. Oh. Four Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I don't, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on, I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. It's Dr. Bob, yeah. It's Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy for Toad. Wordplay sorta like Pedia 
the enemies of humanity for all the insanity that they cause on the planet. They be convicted of sins on the death. They get unquenchable fire till there's nothing left. Revenge is the lord of the universes. In the battle between good and evil, righteousness goes the furthest. That's why wicked men worry and spend trillions to hurt us. Committing hundreds of millions of murders. Things can't go further. Over time, the wicked hurt up. Or it's cheap to the slaughter. Victims of the new world order. Depopulation plan. What's up, Reds Radio fam? It's your man, Wayne, in Baltimore, and I'm doing my thing live on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I bring you the chocolate drop on RazRadioLive.com. Join us as we play music, talk sports, politics, and whatever's going on in the news, and um, chances are you might learn something. Chances are you won't. So join me and Joe from Maine on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RazRadioLive.com. Oh, and by the way, no devil music.
Brad Friedman for bradblog.com. You're listening to the first 52. God only knows why. And I know she'll be the death of me. At least we'll both be numb. And she'll always get the best of me. The worst is yet to come. But at least we'll both be beautiful. All right, guys. Welcome back to the first 52. RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. we got so much more to cover. I think, I think this next little bit of segment... I think we'll reach into the the cop bashing because we shouldn't worry about that anymore, right? Shouldn't be something that's a problem. Sean Raz here on the first fifty-two. I hope you're having a good time. You know what's funny about this song? I've heard it's about coke. It's not really about a girl. It's about doing some coke. I can understand that. 
<laughs> and I went from the 60s last year, last week to the top of this week. Sometimes I, you know, I like some of this music. I got to be honest, it's fun, it's enjoyable. And you know, we just want to be numb in this world we're living in right now. Maybe we're going to discuss some of the, the, the evil things and the horrible things we see going on with law enforcement because that's that's really it, it's coming to where we're actually seeing some results. How much longer do you think the Badge Lakers can continue, continue to just lick those badges? I mean, it comes a time where it, it becomes obvious. You know, we've got a lot of different stories that, that can relate. Again, not all cops are bad. The problem is, when you have a few bad apples and the good ones aren't doing anything about it, it's not helping. It's not helping the situation. I laid in bed last night thinking about this. I laid in bed thinking about the revelations that have come out recently. You know, we've got law enforcement officers committing suicide for stealing thousands and thousands of dollars, which, of course, was originally made to sound like uh, he was shot down by three thugs, and we had to lock down a town, and people lost their rights yet again. Then we have another officer arrested on Monday of last week for another... I was shot by a Mexican, scary Mexican dude, which turns out he shot himself to perpetuate the war on cops. We've been talking about that multiple times. And that, that's been a, a big part of the discussion I've been having, is this fake war on cops. I'm trying to pull up. Oh, Illinois cop. Okay, here we go. Uh, the, everything's loading slow, so you have to work with me. I apologize about that. And then, of course... We have a six-year-old gunned down, a child not much older than my son, or much younger than my son, gunned down by two police officers, and it turns out they might have had a relationship with his father prior to. There might have been something going on between them. There's a lot of questions on this story that, that really make you wonder. That really need to be answered. Tragic story out of Louisiana, where two police officers have been charged with murder after a chase that left a six-year-old shot dead and his father in serious condition. ABC's Philip Mena has the latest. This morning, officers Norris Greenhouse and Derek Stafford behind bars, charged with the second-degree murder of six-year-old Jeremy Martis and the attempted second-degree murder of his father. He had a wonderful relationship with his daddy. He loved being with his daddy. Investigators still piecing together the events that led to the young boy's death on Tuesday. Louisiana authorities say the first grader was with his father, Chris Few, when the SUV they were in was shot at multiple times by at least two of four officers attempting to pull the vehicle over. Why did those officers pull him over then? Well, they, they said that they were trying to effect a warrant. Officers Greenhouse and Stafford, who were moonlighting as city marshals that day, were arrested Friday. Investigators say few was unarmed. An unreleased footage from an officer's body camera led to the officer's arrests. I think it just showed some things that disturbed me as, as the head of the state police. Disturbed me as a father. Earlier this year, Greenhouse and Stafford were accused by another man of using excessive force during an arrest. That criminal complaint still pending. Those two accused officers are expected to have their bond hearing here today. Meanwhile, also today in Mississippi, young Jeremy will be laid to rest. Robin? So sad. Philip, thank you. And that is so sad because 
if something would have been done about these officers prior to, would that little boy be dead? And that's what this comes down to. You know, office, uh, law enforcement have very hard decisions to make. And everybody seems to think I'm a cop hater, which I've addressed this a hundred times over on the show. I don't think I need to address it again. I'm far from a, ca- a cop hater. I just want these guys held accountable when they do wrong. How many times have we heard stories in the past few years where the family came out and said there was an issue between this individual and the law enforcement officer that killed them? And, of course, everybody always stands up for the cops. It it just makes you wonder how more often this is happening that we don't know about. I mean, that's, that's really... It's really a, an issue, and, and as we as they try to drive this this police hate, you know, we are all cop haters. We have people trying to to make that more of a factor. I had men- mentioned the hero cop. That's what he's titled as in this article. Hero cop or or hailed hero bullet line. Uh, yeah, let me read the actual headline. Hero cop arrested for faking a war on cops, shooting himself, and blaming Hispanic. As the fake war on cops continues, we're seeing the dangerous links to which some officers will go to perpetuate this falsehood. This was in Arizona. Shot in the chest during a recent traffic stop, an Arkansas police sergeant reported bravely returning fire at the fleeing suspect who shot him, igniting a statewide manhunt. Initially hailed as a hero for taking a bullet in the line of duty, the police sergeant was fired this week after admitting that he shot himself and lied about the entire incident. Around 2 a.m. on October 24th, England Police Department Sergeant David Hauser reported pulling over an early 2000 model silver Tahoe or Yukon with tinted windows. According to Sergeant Hauser, the SUV stopped in the middle of the highway before he approached the vehicle. All right, stop there. I'm not even a cop, and I've watched enough police videos, I've watched enough cops episodes... If a vehicle stops in the middle of the road and you're by yourself, the cop's not going to get out and approach the vehicle. At least I've never really seen that as standard operating procedure. Maybe I'm wrong. When Hauser reached the driver's door, the driver pulled out a 50 caliber semi-automatic handgun and shot the police sergeant in the chest. With his bulletproof vest absorbing the impact, Hauser returned fire as the driver, described as a Hispanic male with little or no hair, drove away fleeing the shootout. Since the license plate was obstructed by tinted cover, Hauser was unable to read the plate number, but reported that the driver's side may have multiple bullet holes. Hauser later told investigators that he survived the initial shot when the suspect's bullet grazed his bulletproof vest and deflected off a pen. Whew, that's a hell of a pen. Deplorable none of these events ever transpired. Instead, Hauser confessed this week to shooting himself in the chest and fabricating fabricating the traffic stop. After initiating a statewide manhunt for a fictitious Hispanic suspect, England police received numerous tips and sightings for a man that does not exist. Those those badge lickers again. Fired on Monday after admitting to lying about the incident, Hauser was arrested on felony charges Tuesday for filing a false police report. Really? It's the second one now. We had the other dude in September. Um, I want to say Detroit area 
or, or somewhere up in that area who shot up his own car and caught on, lit it on fire. Do you remember that one? But they're all good cops. Don't worry, there's good cops there. And then, of course, back to September again, as it came out, I believe it came out Monday, this yesterday, was it yesterday it came out, or maybe it was Thursday or Friday last week, five days ago, the article saying, so yeah. And, and, and if you recall, when I had Carlos, uh, or not Carlos, uh, Felipe Hemming on from Photography is Not Crime, we discussed this great this case, and he discussed how uh, there were some questions that a lot of people are, are, are saying it was suicide, that there's a lot more to the story than, than uh, maybe we'll find out. Now, we found out a lot to it, so I mean that's great what we found out on this one so far. I guess it's not really great at what we found out. But uh, we found out the real information, or we're finding out the real, real information. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to, to get everything lined up here that I want to play because I, I didn't realize there was video in this uh, article, and I want to play, and it, of course it doesn't want to cooperate. Uh, if you don't know the story I'm talking about, you recall back in September, there was an officer in the line of duty he was uh, chasing three suspects two blacks and a white I think that's what it was or was it two whites and a black I think it was two blacks and a white and they found him dead with uh, I think a bullet to the vest and then a bullet beyond it killing him there was big funerals televised funerals for this individual Tens of thousands, well, not tens of thousands. Uh, probably, I think it was like twelve or thirteen thousand dollars donated donated to the family by a charity organization. He was hailed as another lost officer. He was right up there on the fall on the fallen uh, the police page. Up until last week, they actually removed him because it went from one hundred six to one hundred five that day when this all came out. Hello, are you cooperating with me? Or are you not cooperating with me? Sorry, this article is uh, freezing up. Of course, the one I really want to talk about. One that I feel is really important to make sure we cover. He was hailed as a hero because he died in uniform and had a nice smile and was the picture-perfect example of a police officer, which was why his funeral was nationally televised, attended by more than 5,000 officers from around the country. How stupid do you think these guys feel now? But now we're learning that Fox Lake, Fox Lake Police Lieutenant Joe Glenowitz was a convic- uh, was a conniving crook who swindled hundreds of thousands of dollars from the department's Explorer program, spending it on porn sites, vacations, and gym memberships. On the bright side, it does not appear as if the Illinois cop was raping the teens in the Explorer program, as has happened before. But it does appear that he was hellbent on protecting himself from a new village administrator who planned on auditing the program's finances, which would have exposed him for the fraud that he was. He even discussed planting evidence against Fox Lake Village Administrator Anne Marin, possibly cocaine, which they found in his desk, or maybe set her up for a DUI. But cops don't lie. Remember that. Cops don't lie. He also, he also suggested deposing her body in a state park to shut... Wait, wait. He also suggested 
disposing her body in a state park to shut her up once and for all, according to Texas obtained by an investigation. And he, I mean, these guys are the ones that investigate crimes. He he had to talk to detectives on a regular basis, going out, going through things. I mean, come on, he's this stupid. And he tried to arrange for gang members to put a hit on Marin, according to the Associated Press. But Glenowitz, who was also a drunk who had mistresses and sexual harassment complaints against him, ended up turning the gun on himself in what investigators call a carefully staged suicide. So carefully staged that it took them two months to conclude that Glenowitz was not ambushed by two white men and a black man, as he initially reported. Our intention was never to mislead the public. We completely believed from day one that this was a homicide. We explored every possibility of what could have happened out there. In the first several weeks in this investiga- of this investigation, there was nothing leading us toward determining this as a suicide. All right, the first few weeks of this investigation, there was nothing pointing this to a suicide. How about the rifling of the bullet? Wouldn't that be like the first thing? I mean, you don't want to ex- expect the cop shot himself, but wouldn't it make sense to check the rifling? Check the ballistics. See if it just happens to meet Batch's gun. His gun was there. At least we could have uh, narrowed it down quicker, maybe. (sighs) This is a prime example of why we need accountability. This is why. Obviously, this guy was up to no good. So people just ignoring the fact that he was a cop, or, or I'm sorry, just taking the fact that he was a cop and he must be good. There's nothing wrong. Listen, this shit didn't just start. I mean, we can go through history. We can go back to the 20s and 30s and 40s when cops were working with gangsters. Uh, we can look at the CIA running the drugs. We've got to question what the DEA's deal is. This is not new. It just happens to be right in front of us now. People are paying more attention. This really is one of the worst things that we have to deal with in this country. Instead of worrying about uh, uh, overthrowing the Syria, Assad in Syria, supporting the moderate rebels, maybe we should worry about what's happening in our own backyard. Maybe we should have our own house in order before we tell other people how their houses should be. I mean, I'm not going to go into an apartment here where I work and tell somebody their their house is disgusting and you need to clean this up if my house is disgusting or out of shape or just not what I want it to be I mean, who would I be? I'd be a hypocrite if I did that, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be what I'd be? I, I, I've said this before many a times I, I connect I, I wonder, should I say I wonder does always open Wayne I'm taking a break though so it all now does uh, does entertainment resemble life or does life resemble entertainment that's not how I wanted to say it, it didn't come out right why I asked that question well this is why I asked that question so I find it Jesus 
Uh, it looks like I see Lexi uh, stumbling in the studio here, so she might be joining us in the next uh, 45 minutes or so of this show. We'll get into the vaccine talk then. I'm going to leave you with this. I'll be back in a few. You're listening to the first 52 RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. Accessing Archive. Hydra was founded on the belief that humanity could not be trusted with its own freedom. What we did not realize was that if you try to take that freedom, they resist. The war taught us much. Humanity needed to surrender its freedom willingly. After the war, S.H.I.E.L.D. was founded and I was recruited. The new Hydra grew, a beautiful parasite inside S.H.I.E.L.D. For 70 years, Hydra has been secretly feeding crisis, reaping war. And when history did not cooperate, history was changed. That's impossible. S.H.I.E.L.D. would have stopped you. Accidents will happen. Hydra created a world so chaotic that humanity is finally ready to sacrifice its freedom to gain its security. Once the purification process is complete, Hydra's new world order will arise. We won, Captain. Your death amounts to the same as your life. A zero sum. As I was saying... We all live in different realities, there's no doubt about that. They're trying to form a one unified reality. But as we start to look towards what we're trying to actually get to, and that is liberty, freedom, justice for all, um, which is a global cry. We are now knowing it within from all the Internet realms that this is a global cry. It doesn't matter if you're in the Netherlands and Africa and uh, Peru or wherever. We're all saying the same thing all over the globe. All over the globe. Namo 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 And so you can't reject anything that comes your way. The universe is trying to speak to you and give you what you need, but you're rejecting it because you think you know what you deserve and what you need which has all been conditioned and programmed by our culture creators, such as Walt Disney, Monsanto, and everyone else. So the answer to our problem is actually invisible, and it is called synchronicity, but it's an answer that no one can show you. No one can show you. And so now we're asking humanity to have faith in humanity when the Dark Brotherhood is making it so impossible to do so. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our So we need to find that faith in humanity because listen to all these people that have come out here, every single one of them, a loving, caring, nurturing being that just wants to uplift humanity. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. The television's telling you the total opposite. Fear those people in a van. Fear, don't go outside. You know, you don't want to be meeting around with people. And that's exactly what you should be doing. 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 And 
the synchronicities will start to unfold and then you'll actually believe in miracles. Anything that comes your way, go with it and, and do it to your fullest. You know, that's my message to the world because it'll guide you to your soul's purpose. And if you let your light shine, you know, to your fullest when something comes your way, then it'll magnify and become even more than you ever anticipated. And the best thing is, is that everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever And I know that's a, a hard message to sell when the BP oil spill, with the uh, volcanoes, with the corruption, with everything that's going down, the police state, you know, all of it. It's hard to tell people to regain their faith in humanity, to forgive the anger that you have for these people that have, have trespassed on you, and to just start seeking the new existence. But we have to. That's what we have to do. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. It's actually the, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. It's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... Hey, if this is going to be another cum, cum trail... Cum, <laughs> I, I've got lesbians and he's got cum trails. <laughs> okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio what show. What I think is gonna, they're going to have to redirect the American's mindset. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. RazRadioLive.com
Because I brought my crew. You're listening to Castle and Sean Raz on the I first 52. I've been hurt before, but no one's ever left me quite this sore. Oh, sloppy. Sloppy. Your words cut deeper than a knife. Welcome back to the first. Why can't I hear myself? There now we go. Hello. Welcome back to the first 52. RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. Well, that was really. Really sloppy. I apologize, guys. Now, sometimes you're just trying to get things together in the studio and you just uh, misdo what you're trying to do, but we'll get it right here on the first 52, RazRadioLive.com. Wayne, I got the phone lines opened up so you can call in whenever you would like. I'd love to hear from you. I was actually almost called you and uh, wanted to see if you were busy or not tonight. Wanted to co host. Maybe we'll do that soon. We, we got to do that. We kept, keep talking about it. Why don't we do it? So I got my little cop thing out. You know, I got to get to that every once in a while. I, I want to thank Shannon Burke today. Uh, we had a great segment. If you ever want to check out the segment I do with Shannon Burke, all you got to do is go to the ShannonBurkeShow.com, join, and you can hear it. You can download all the old episodes. I know uh, a bunch of my buddies there, Carlos and uh, Gar- uh, um, Grant and uh, Felipe, all from Photography is Not a Crime, got into a little uh, debate with Shannon. Kind of felt that exciting. Don't debate with researchers, my friend. You won't come out good in the end. But he is a friend of mine, and I love working with him. And you know what? The past is the past, and it is what it is. So going into the uh, last 45 minutes of the show here, give or take, I'm going to take phone calls. We're going to talk some vaccine talk. And, and, you know, of course, 
if I'm going to do vaccine conversation, I need to have somebody to, to, to share the conversation with. Maybe uh, maybe some things that this individual hadn't seen. Maybe somebody you all might be missing a little bit. Because, you know, we haven't heard from this individual for a while. I mean, shit, I don't even think she's been on Twitter forever. Let's bring back to the microphone for the first time in months my beautiful wife Lexi. How you doing, honey? Doing well, and, and look, your microphone's not even set well. I got to make sure I'm, no. I'm getting you together. Probably should have checked on that. <laughs> well, you know, you do know, I make you nervous? Do I? Do you make me nervous? No, I, I'm happy to have you. I, I'm looking forward to this because we haven't done this for a while, and a lot of the listeners that are over on Jack Bloodside, they've never heard you before unless they went and listened to any of the archives. Well, hello for the first time ever. Yeah, Jack Bloodside is a great group of guys over there. I follow them on the uh, on the little chat box there. So, why don't you introduce yourself to all the new listeners? Because we do have a lot of new listeners since you've left. You know, so why don't you go ahead and bring your everybody up to speed of who you are and why you're with me? Well, I would give you a Twitter handle, but like Sean said, I kind of dropped off the face of the earth. But I'm Sean's wife. I usually stay in the background, work hard, and, you know, nice talking to you. <laughs> well, you used to be a, a, a very important part of the show. I mean, it was you, me, and Dave at the time. You know, so, and people hear that in the promo, and I'm sure they're all wondering, you know, where you went, why you're, you're not doing it with me anymore. Well, you know, Dave's coming down this weekend, too. Maybe we'll do 11 to midnight. Oh, a little Saturday uh, surprise? Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do a Saturday surprise. That might be fun. Anyway, uh, through all that BS there... Um, I want you know you said you wanted to join me tonight and you you were really thinking about it and it turns out I have a lot of vaccine discussion uh people that know us and have talked to us in the past and have heard the show in the past know that we don't vaccinate um we didn't in the very very beginning until we realized that there was a problem there and that we didn't want to take the risks associated with it um it's been a big thing you've stood up for it goes along with our pharmaceutical beliefs of not using pharmaceuticals i mean i was talking earlier about how i was sick forever and because i didn't want to take an antibiotic or something i had to suffer being sick and unfortunately you as my wife had to suffer with me well okay so here we go again we're we're just going to get right back into it <laughs> you're so broad when you make a statement about something how we don't do pharmaceuticals we don't believe in vaccinations first of all i it's not that i don't believe in vaccinations i think it is scientifically sound in a way and that if it were there's some tweaking for me that i would like to see before i could better trust that well we both that we both believe in the theory of vaccination we both agree that there is some some theory to it that there are some things to it that can be positive uh, but unfortunately now with with where we're at that the, the positiveness is is washed away well the positiveness is washed away but more so there's things that are lacking and and the problem is is we don't have uh, enough medical and, and scientific backing to anti-vaccination to have as a comparison and it's almost considered um, inhumane to have that sort of a study and of course there was what was it, it was it a German study that I had come across a couple years ago 
that were comparing the health amongst the vaccination vaccinated community and the non-vaccinated. Well, I don't know if you heard. I'm sure you didn't hear the show last week. Um, and your dad's greatest mantra, you might have read it on Facebook even, uh, your, great, your dad's greatest mantra was that uh, correlation is not causation. And that was in reference to the reports coming out that uh, Mississippi has the highest vaccination rate in the nation, but it also has the highest inf- infant mortality rate in the nation. So that alone should, should in some way put a correlation to your head uh, of this is happening, and I don't mean your head, I just mean people's head in general, that there is a, a correlation to these deaths that are caused feasibly by vaccination. Well, not just that, but there is clearly a, a good portion of human beings that were vaccinated that have settled out that the vaccine injury court said yes this vaccination did damage or cause this person's death and they're paying out and that's small in comparison to what's really going on because a lot of this a lot of what results from vaccinations goes unreported some of those things might be delayed responses some of those things might not even be considered related to it, but were. A lot of people believe. Know. A lot of people believe SIDS is in relation to vaccines. You know, this disease SIDS that that well, I guess it's not a disease; it's uh, just a death description. Uh, is thought to claim thousands, uh, tens of thousands of children a year, but yet a lot of times you find there's a relation to the most recent vaccines that they had received. Uh, very close to the death, the, the SID incident happening. And there's a lot of people that kind of correlate those things together. I'm looking at an article here from March 26th, 2015, so earlier this year. Family receives $2 million in damages from vaccine court. Mainstream media exor- uh, ignores the case. Uh, this The secret court that's out there. Well, yeah, and and they have to give a quarterly report. Okay, the the last one I could pull up was March of this year. Just in that quarter, there were 117 cases that went through their system. And actually 92 of those 117 cases, and this is something I really want to talk about because this vaccine is about to be really pushed. But of those 117 cases, 92 were flu vaccine. Of the case. That's high. I mean, consider that when you're going, running into your local Walgreens and slapping in a flu shot real quick. Is it worth it? I mean, to me, it's not worth the risk. I know that's a really small number in, compar- in comparison, but why risk that against a flu? Well, and most of the people that get vaccinated end up with the friggin' flu anyways. It's totally bizarre. It, it, or or shedding it out like to their I maintenance worker. Every year, the same <laughs> thing over and over. Well, you know, you were, you were complaining or saying, you know, I, and I do tend to get sick rather often. But I think a lot of that has to do with these apartments I'm in, the, the, yeah. the older people getting sick, the older people getting vaccines. And you're, you, like, working on stuff they have, you know, they're coughing, sneezing, handling all day. You know, crawling on their bathroom floors and, and cleaning, working right, in their that's sinks. that's enough. I mean, that's enough. It's pretty disgusting. Hey, honey, she called to say hi to you. Yeah? Yeah. Hi, Buzzard. How you doing? Oh, it wasn't me, but I, here we go, girl. What's up? Hey, Buzzy. So so why why can I... what? Go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say, she sounds a lot prettier than you, Sean. Well, of course Aww. she does. She is a lot prettier than I am, Buzzy. I mean, that's that's yeah, not no, fucking I've breaking seen, news. I've seen pictures. <laughs> Only if you've seen pictures. Uh, so what 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 brings this wonderful call from the buzzer tonight? Well, I usually talk about vaccines and pharmaceuticals. Now I, I believe in a lot of pharmaceuticals myself, but recently I had another episode of my leg again. You know, it's an ongoing deal. Will be for the rest of my life probably. But anyway, I go to the doctor, get that taken care of. And of course, they got to wait. You want to take blood and all this stuff, whatever. They find out I'm a borderline diabetic. Yeah, but on the wrong side of the line. <laughs> so, the so you have a high blood sugar. Yeah. I don't have to take shots. I don't have to monitor my blood sugar. Like you said, it's right on the line, but on the wrong side. Okay. Well, that's and, that's and a better thing than the other way. Yeah. And also, my blood pressure is a little elevated. Same deal. Right on the line, on the wrong side. Buzzer, I want to ask you a question here. How much do you weigh again? 380, right? No, 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 385. 385, you say? I was 14 uh, about three weeks ago. Wow. Buzzard, let me just, let me put this in perspective, brother. Wait, I'm going to put this in perspective real fast. Okay, Dr. Sean, Dr. Sean, go ahead. I weigh 150 pounds. That means that you are almost three of me. Yeah. That's I think you should work on that, my friend. You're not that tall. You're not that much taller than me. I mean, if you're a big guy, I could... Wait a minute, am I talking to my wife or am I talking to Sean Rath? <laughs> hey, listen, Buzzard, I love you, dude. I know we hassle each other. I still love you, man. I mean, come on. That's real. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know, uh, yeah, I know I love you, too, no homo. And for some reason, I like you. I don't know why, but I do. Especially for that god-awful music. Damn, son. But anyway, I'm trying to get to my point here. All right, get to your point, because that takes a while with you sometimes. I, I would take my pharmaceuticals as far as a blood pressure pill every morning and that... Uh, deal for the diabetes deal, and I am watching what I eat now and everything else. Okay. But while I was in the office, they wanted me to take a flu shot. I said, no. They said, well, why not? I said, I don't want the flu. <laughs> and they said, well, that is, uh, you won't, everybody don't get the flu when they get the flu shot. I said, well, maybe they don't, but I'm not going to tell you. I don't want that stuff in my arm. And what they say? Uh, they just kind of looked at me like, huh? Maybe he knows a little bit more than we think he does. Yeah, well, see, that's the case. And the biggest thing, you know, for everybody out there listening, if you get in this situation where a doctor's pushing something on you or your child, just ask them to bring out the insert. Read the, mm-hmm. the precautions on the insert. If that's something you're willing to put your child at risk for, and I know like Shifty, you know, Shifty and I go back and forth about this. You know, he, he taunts the measles and the polio and the this and that, but it historically showing... Um, these things were in decline prior to the vaccine. You know, if you look at that, that was that was more related to soap, basically. When it comes to, when it comes to kids, I can see a certain vaccines. Like when I was a kid, I don't know which ones they give, give us. But when you're a kid nowadays, you don't need a type. Uh, what when you step on an A, I can never remember. Hepatitis, kind of hepatitis B. Yeah, you don't need that. Hepatitis. When you're a newborn baby, you don't need that. No. And they don't need to be put five shots to the baby at one time or more. Well, they do it one at a time and separate it, you know? Right, exactly. And here's one for you, Buzzy, while I got you in the line. Let me read this article because I have it pulled up here. I don't even know if Lexi's seen this one yet. A Colombian City, Indiana family, this is from uh, November 6th, 
is uh, family is suffering through a terrible tragedy, and it seems to correlate with vaccine injections. Michael Whitesell was on a touch, uh, was only a touch over one year in age when he was found to have died in his sleep. On October 19th, 2015, he was taken to the doctor and received the following vaccines. An MMR shot, flu shots, hepatitis A, uh, varicella, and all in the shots, uh, all in all, the shot totaled out to be six. Three days, all at one time. All at one time. Three days after, three days after receiving the shots, he came down with a fever. He was given Tylenol at the request of the doctor. This seemed to be effective until the next day, when his mother found him passed away. His dad attempted CPR, and they called 911, but unfortunately, Michael had passed away to the angels due to the position he was found in on his stomach. Suffocation was looked into as a cause of death, but quickly ruled out. Tylenol is not ruled out as a cause, but what seems to be most uh, pervasive here is the huge load of vaccinations the child was given, particularly in the smallest of time frames. Six shots in one day. That's That's insane. The kid died three days later. How can you watch that even happen, honestly? I couldn't do that as a parent. My daughter's not 25, and when she was newborn, I would not let them do that, me and my wife. And we wouldn't even listen to you, Sean. He was probably 12 years old back then. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is my boss came in, to, uh, I think it was today, and, and he, we, we've been having a lot of discussions, and he's like, you know, I still can't get over the fact that you're a grandpa. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm not even a grandpa yet, and if I become a grandpa before that girl gets married, uh, well, this old guy's going to be in jail. <laughs> oh, Buzzy, you can't be like that, man. <laughs> I mean, I'd be dead then, otherwise, and then you wouldn't be listening to me right now. She's already, hey, I've been told in the past, she's already been married, or not married, but living with a guy for ever since college, and that's been, what, five, five, six years? Well, then, you know, you should realize that she's having sex, Buzzy. I mean, just so oh, you know. Oh, what the hell, Sean? God damn, my ears, but I realize that. I mean, she is 25. She probably lost her virginity a long time ago. No, wow. Not. Just stop talking, I, Sean. <laughs> Won't be a very good show if I stop talking. Guy, but I, I'm not a real religious guy, but I do have my religious beliefs, and no. Wait, did you just say you're not a real religious guy, Buzzy? Yes, it is. Did not. you really just say that? <laughs> what is wrong with you? What? Uh, we have not talked in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read him. Uh, anyway... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad to hear that, that, you know, you look out for yourself with the vaccinations. I hope you look out for yourself with, uh, you know, eating a little better, which you say you're doing. You know, take care I of just, yourself. I, I just about stopped at uh, Burger King today. There's a truck stop. Oh, it's smelling good. Buzzy, it's I, not worth it, dude. I, 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 no, no, I had to turn around and tail between my legs and my head. Hang on low. You know, spend the extra three or four bucks. <laughs> spend the th- extra three or four bucks and find a local pizza shop or find a local burger joint. You know, well, there's no wrong with good pizza as long as it's good pizza. It's got to be you know homemade, not this this uh, commissary dough that most of these fast food pizza places or quick service uh, pizza no, places no, serve. No, 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 no. Hey, I lose weight on pizza. Trust me, I lose weight. You know, I do. <laughs> and I also know, I know how to gain them back too. <laughs> well, and it no, sucks. Your, your job kind of sucks to do that. I mean, I can eat a, a couple pieces of pizza a week and and still you know be okay because my job is running around sweating in the heat all day. You know, your job I is just, sitting I on your ass driving I a just, truck. I just seen uh, Salty's uh, head pop 
uh, explode just now because I said pizza is not good. Uh, <laughs> no, pizza is knowledge. Pizza is knowledge. Don't forget that. All right, Buzzy, I'm going to uh, bring, bring this along a little bit, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, you know what? What's that? I got to go. Peace out, Buzzy. <laughs> Gotta love Buzzer Bob. He's uh, been a long time listener here. He's, we've worked together with other things. We've known each other for a while. He's just a pain in the ass, though. <laughs> That's all he is, is a pain in the ass. 410. Buzzard, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I think last time I saw you, you were under th- uh, under uh, 380 at least. I mean, Jesus. So anyway, back to the vaccines. Did you hear that story about the, the, the child that died? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... I was sitting here. No, I mean before, oh, <laughs> before no. that. Not previously, no. Jesus. <laughs> the blood, this is what happens when my wife comes in. We get kind of goofy. But I'm smiling. I'm having a good time. So what do you think? I mean, I remember when... I think, honestly... The last even, vaccination attempt with Mikey. I, I remember that last time. Yeah, and it was horrifying. And... You know, the response that his body had, I took that well into consideration. And we talked about it and we started doing our research. Like I said, there are cases that you could look at. You can look at the details of it. You can look to see if it went to court. And if it went to court, believe me, it went through a lengthy battle of proving it medically. And they did. And they won. It took a long time, and that's really unfortunate. And it's also odd, I think, that there is a separate vaccine injury court. Why? Well, if they're the- so harmless, why is there just a court set up specifically for that? I mean, really. Well, and that's very secretive also, that, that you know, the vaccine court. Oh, I didn't talk about this story. Damn it. I wanted to talk about this. All right, let's finish up the vaccine because I want to hit this one while I have you. And it goes back to the cop stuff, and I forgot about it when I was in the cop stuff. But I think you'll get a, well, a good kick out of it. I mean, I don't I don't know what you had planned on touching on. I mean, the only thing new that I've seen lately, I mean, there's a lot of, there's over 300, actually, vaccines that are currently in the works for future mean, oh yeah. yeah so i mean it's it's a machine this is going to be pushed this isn't you know for those of you that are hoping to enlighten others and you know kind of rein in this whole vaccine thing that's kind of taken over the past 10 years heavy um i don't think it's dying out anytime soon i think it's going to get a lot worse and they're coming up with new delivery methods there's um actually this how like, do we know they're not the chemtrails well, I mean, we might it, be vaccinated be. right now. They're, they're testing all different kinds of delivery methods, but one that they've been trying, and it's probably going to be pushed with the flu vaccination first, is this micro needle patch. So it's just this tiny quarter, you know, like probably quarter inch by quarter inch, like clear silicone looking patch, and it just has like a, a bunch of tiny little needles that kind of deliver and like dissolve into your skin. And then you just discard the patch. Where these patches go, I don't know. I don't know if they're just going to, like, sell them over the counter. Like, here you go. Here's yeah, have your vaccine, vaccine patch. Just throw it in the trash when you're done. I mean, well, can probably, you imagine what that would... It'll probably uh, have warnings like the uh, like the uh, nicotine patches do. You know, when you, when you discard a nicotine exactly patch, you're supposed to like. fold it in half so that animals can't lick it, so it won't seep out. Uh, but that goes to all these other things that we talk about you know uh, that's that's why we don't use pharmaceuticals 
That's that's why we try to stay from. I don't like the feeling when I take a pharmaceutical. You know, this last time I was sick, I went to the over over the counter stuff, which isn't great. Uh, in my opinion, it's a lot better than the pharmaceutical stuff. But I had to. I mean, I was hurting. Yeah. So, but I fear getting sick. I fear having a stroke or having a heart attack or getting really sick where they're going to try to push this shit on us. You know, unfortunately, you know, something is severely wrong. I mean, you have no choice but to basically go to a doctor. And there are cases where you can be held and you might do a little damage to your body here and there, but you have to try to make it through. You can't just give up because you don't believe in, like, medical science Well, that's all. true, too. <laughs> you know, we've discussed that. If that ever happens with us or it comes to the point where we're at that position, what we would do or where we think our head would be. I mean, with what's going on in my family, you know, we've discussed cancer. Yeah. And I honestly, in most you, cases, you, I would not take treatment. I, maybe there'd be one or two cases where they could convince me that that might be the better way to go. But I think in all actuality, I don't think I'd want to take treatment. The the treatments are still really archaic for what they should be as far as cancer treatment goes. And so in that, I would see wanting to reject conventional medicine. But if it's your only option and it's either you're going to die without treatment in the next couple of weeks or you could potentially survive another 20, 30 years if you do treatment, I mean... If it's your only option, you you never know until you get, you know, basically your death sentence. Well, yeah, and, and of course, if the option was either way, you're only going to get 18 to 24 months, and one way you might be able to do things and have you know, days that, towards the end that are really, really bad, or you can do with this t- treatment and not maybe live an extra two months, but most of your days are going to suck, I would not take the treatment. Yeah, I mean, if it's only giving you a small window of opportunity right. and I, I guess I wouldn't either but like I said you don't know until you know the situation you know your options you know everything involved I mean you, you can't just go around saying I would never you know I guess that's true until you're faced with it you can't really decide what you're going to do uh, but you do have your beliefs inside that you think you're going to follow anyway I want to uh, I want to play this one here for you honey all right uh, I, I find uh, it's kind of amusing. So I'm going to let the story tell itself. Night, a deputy drunk and disgraced. We now know there is more the story of a Pinellas County deputy who showed up drunk at a statewide Mothers Against Drunk Driving conference. Investigative reporter Mark Douglas got his hands on some new records. And Mark, there is a lot more to this than what the sheriff's office first made public to us. That's right, Keith. These records show that the deputy at the center of this controversy showed up at that mad conference in Fort Lauderdale ready to party like he was on a college spring break. Like it's 1999. Back in July, Pinellas deputy Mike Saliga showed up at the Pier 66 Hotel in Fort Lauderdale with a bottle of booze and ready to party. And party he did. Last month, Gulfport's police chief told me he bumped into Zaliga moments before a hotel banquet. I approached him and I said, you probably don't want to be here. This isn't appropriate. He's not kidding. <laughs> Zaliga was at the hotel for two days of DUI law enforcement training, entirely paid for by Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Zaliga was supposed to receive a mad award in front of 200 people, but the chief insists he was staggering and reeked of booze. And you could tell he was drunk. Oh, yeah. As bad as that sounded last month, it just got worse. 
We now have records that reveal Zaliga packed a bottle of Jameson Irish whiskey into his patrol car for his Fort Lauderdale weekend. He signed in for DUI training that Friday, but skipped out after the first break along with two other deputies. Poured some scotch and proceeded to play cornhole in the courtyard while hundreds of other cops attended DUI training. Later that day, a Pasco DUI supervisor reported seeing Zaliga drunk in a hotel hallway during a fire alarm wearing only his boxer shorts. When the Gulfport chief raised a stink before the banquet, Zaliga's supervisor (laughs) ordered him back to his room. Zaliga didn't get to pick up his award for making 100 DUI arrests. Sheriff Bob Gualteri shared his embarrassment with reporter Peter Bernard last month. It was wrong. It was just, again, one of the most ridiculous things I've heard of. And when I first heard about it, that was my reaction is, is that, come on, you got to be kidding me, really? Now, Zaliga told investigators that he was not as drunk as some of those witnesses said he was, that he was not partying in the hallway with his pants off, and that he only skipped the training because it was no longer relevant to his new role as a detective in the Crimes Against Children Division. But the bottom line here, he was drinking on duty, he skipped training, and he broke the trust of MAD, which paid for his entire trip, Keith. And what was the punishment for all of this, Mark? Well, punishment punishment amounts to one day suspension without pay, and I suppose you'd say a whole lot of embarrassment, which quite possibly got a little worse tonight. Certainly more pronounced. Thank you. Mark Douglas reporting live in Pinellas County. So uh, this goes back, and honey, I know you you weren't here. You were taking care of Grandma and doing some things out there. Um, This goes to what I was talking about, how... These cops that that get these badges, you know, there's good cops out there. We we know good cops. You know, unfortunately, most of the good cops we know are retired now. They've been they were cops for twenty five years. They had great records. That doesn't mean there aren't other good cops in other places. No, I agree with that. I, I just <laughs> just because you don't know them personally doesn't mean they're not out there. Don't you think it's scary that that we're seeing so much now? Now, do you attribute that to? more news or what do you attribute that to that's definitely i mean we're seeing more of it now because we have much more accessible recording equipment you know everything kind of works on your phone nowadays to do pretty much whatever you want so that makes it pretty easy plus there's more of an air of arrogance along the civilian side of things where they're just like i'm untouchable i can say whatever i want and mouth off i'm not breaking the law so I'm just going to act like that. And, you know, there is that character of people walking around everywhere. Well, so yeah. you're going to see more of this, clearly. Well, as I told people, you know, when I when I got stopped a couple weeks ago when we were going to Raz Fest. Yeah. You know, I, I was polite with the officer. I, you know, I know what no I had done wrong. not to be. You wanted to be <laughs> I had a, two kegs of beer in the back and God knows yeah. what else in the car. I mean, you know. all, all I would like to see is a politeness on either side, especially if there's no harm done and it's no crime, like even a traffic stop. There's no reason to walk up and be all, Beat you know. the hell out of them. No. There's, there's too much aggression going on. It's really... And you know what? We have a lot of aggressors on on the opposite end of cops and you you can't just discard all of that because cops are held to a higher standard you have to also acknowledge that that's going on that's creating a heightened sense of you know anger and hostility well as you know you saw what was it a um 
Silverado. Was that what we watched this weekend? You've never seen that before? Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, and and <laughs> it goes to show this this kind of um, this kind of issue has been going on for years and hundreds of thousands of years. Cor- uh, you know, power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. You know, we've we've said that before. We've always talked about that, and, and it's just a big thing, honey. Listen, I, is it Saturday night? Did I miss something? I, I mean, something's going on here. You know, I, wait. I, you know what I have to do? You know, I, I wasn't prepared for this. It's Tuesday, and I should have been prepared. Wait, wait. You'll see what I'm doing here in a second. All right. Hey, wait. Hold on. Everybody, just just give me a moment. Yeah, I'm already hearing the moans and the. Uh, why is it not coming up? Oh, come on. I hate when things don't want to work real fast for me. If it's What's what I these think it is, it would be more exciting to Dave than me. <laughs> Hold on, I got it, I got it, I got it. Hold on, wait, wait. I know we gotta we gotta leave soon too, so I gotta do this right and do it quick. And I'm really not doing it very quick. Oh, everybody realize I'm getting an I got a new computer, so everything's gonna work a lot smoother. But with this coming on. For those of you new listening or haven't never listened to my Saturday show, you now have the original Saturday crew. So I had to do that because, you know, it is almost the end of the show. We only got about three minutes here to fool around before I got to jump out for uh, Scott Ledger and Dangerous Conversation. But, uh, Fortoad, how you doing, brother? What's going on? Not much. What's new? Uh, you know, I, I don't like cops a lot, right? You don't like cops. A lot. A lot. Well, I, actually, it's not cops. I don't. I don't like the concept of law enforcement. All right. So, um, this doesn't happen the, often. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be back together, isn't it, guys? Look at this. They're all, all right. smiling. So this 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 drunk cop, the Pinellas County cop, because Pinellas County is the next county over, and I'm in Pinellas County all the time. Right. This guy that was a you know was paid by Med to come down here to get some sort of uh, award. Turns out before he got the award. He was transferred to um, child endangerment. A detective, yeah. He right. was actually SVU, like Law and Order SVU. So he went down and he was like, "Fuck it, you know what I'm going to do here?" And you gotta look. I, I, I am the first one to jump on a cop, but I, I'll allow this whole thing. You know, he it sounds to, like Dave might have had a bottle of Jameson before he called in. I, I, I. No, he sounds fine. What are you talking <laughs> no, about? I'm messing with him. Hey, look at him. No, it was only, it was I can't only see him. A four loco. Like <laughs> oh, a four loco. Look, this is right back to Saturday at 1130. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what else I'm doing? What are you doing? I have a couple of pens. And, oh, my. Uh, I, I'm testing them uh, for this Saturday. I have a uh, um, support group meeting. Right. For your, uh, what's it called again? Um Whatever. Silly Lily. No. Shark's Tooth Marie. Oh, Shark's Tooth Marie. That's right. Sharko Tooth. Right. Yeah. That's how I remember it. Shark's Tooth Marie. Ben's got funnier names like Laser something or other. That's how I remember it. So, and I've been for three fucking years. I'm trying to get these people to do. Well, we were talking about weed earlier, so I'm glad you called in and talked about weed product. Right, right. So, you know... Mm-hmm. I, although, I, although you know, the DA chief says that uh, it's a joke that marijuana is medicine and that the worst thing is he concentrates. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, can I curse on uh, yeah. the other... Sh- yeah. Okay. Um, although we kept it clean right 
to now. Yeah, until Dave got here, but that's okay. He's only got another minute and a half to talk anyway. <laughs> so I'm bringing uh, concentrates there, I'm bringing chocolates, and I'm actually going to bring a little Rick Simpson's oil, and uh, hopefully I could spread the word, and maybe these people will help uh, or will realize the power of it, and then maybe 2016 it'll be legal. You know what? It, it would be nice if that happened. You know, the the person in my life that I deal with with this uh, got one of got some some of those oils, and he's been using it regularly, and mm-hmm. is coming around as a person, almost completely off the meds, and that really? that's been the one that's really done it for him so far. Is, is that that specific one we're 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 referring to? That's useless does, apparently. Does, does this person like the controllability of the pen? Yes, yes, this person does like the controllability of the oh pen. God, you guys. That's, that's what I like about it the best, too, is I can control it. I don't cough. <clears throat> uh, well, I that's don't the biggest thing. thing. He's got lung damage from years of, of stupidity. This is like off-air chat. No, you guys are, like, talking about a mystery person on air. It's it's no, nice. shit. Well, but hold on, Sean. Yeah, um, the, the The pens that we have. Yeah. Um, you have. I don't know what you're talking about me. Yeah, well, you, well, you know what I mean, because... <laughs> You may have seen one at Razfest. Uh, maybe, um, yeah, that could be possible. It is way better than that other thing. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, well, of course, that other thing is burning a product still, where the other Correct. is not burning a product. Correct. All right, so that's the next stage. Uh, so it, do you uh, think, Do you think? because uh, we have two different things going in Florida here right now, and, of course, other states have things going on. We saw that, uh, Ohio have a drop on it, but... It, uh, I don't necessarily know if I agree with why, but I understand with why. Uh, do you think we have a good good chance this run here in Florida? I think so because we all, we hit fifty seven percent last year and need sixty percent for a um, constitution a Florida constitutional amendment, which is odd because never mind. Uh, I think it's got a better. <laughs> Seems I'll high. Go down a, yeah, I'll go down another tangent. Um, <laughs> I, I think there's a better than good chance this time because. The ones that, oh, shit, we almost made it, they're the ones that are kind of, because I almost want to come out and vote. Well, and see, I, you I, have I, to come out and vote, Dave. But listen, I got you know, I got a heart out now because I got the ledge coming up. Uh, you guys will listen to the first 52 records, radiolive.com, radiofreeblood.com. Dave, thanks for calling, man. We got to do a, a Saturday night reunion show Let's soon. Honey, thank you for stepping in and, and joining me tonight. Thanks for having me. Dave, you have a good night, brother. We'll talk to you soon. You're coming to visit soon, so I'll be looking forward to it. Maybe come for Thanksgiving. Yeah. All right, you got that. Good deal. Anyway, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Stick around for Scott Ledger, Dangerous Conversation on RazRadioLive.com. Uh, make sure to come back to join Jack next week or yeah, tomorrow, 4 o'clock, I believe. I think he's pretty much on a, on a set schedule now. I, I haven't got a positive answer on that. Uh, but, hey, we'll be here. Keep moving. Check the schedule at Raz Radio if you want to uh, find some more shows. Not everything is like me. Some other guys are different. <laughs> Peace, guys. Love you. They tend to be fake. What I'm risking it all with no time to waste. Fuck this red race. I'm leaving this place. It's time to blast off. Destination space. The sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free, unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO
so much thanks the first 52 is the bomb diggity Like a cartoon that comes to life Where the express bus runs twice a night To the stadium that's packed every Monday night To the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight Where you can get what you want if the price is right And screaming fuck you's another way to be polite
When you're in my zone, this is where I'm at and this is where I'm calling home. 